Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 143, and today we are going to be talking about some travel issues. So if you're curious about some issues that people have encountered on their travels, whether it be arguments with friends, missed flight connections, being locked up by the police, who knows what we'll talk about today. Um, but we're going to discuss them and hopefully also give you some advice on how to handle some of these situations. In terms of being locked up by the police in a foreign country, uh, we'll have to contact our uh, very highly paid and highly skilled untranslatable lawyers because we do not have the, uh, the knowledge on how to get you out of those situations. But some other travel issues I think will be very helpful and be able to help you um, figure out some ways to remedy uh, your issues and your problems and help you out. And my partner in crime, the guy who always helps me out in so many ways with this podcast, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, Chad. Uh, we help each other out. This is a uh, symbiotic relationship. We need, one <laughs> o- we need each other to survive. One is not stronger than the other, but together we make an unpenetrable force called the Untranslatable right. Podcast. Wow, we should get that on a shield or something. Spread a little love. We should. You can also, though, start by following us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. You can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us some untranslatable ideas, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs that don't really make any sense if you uh, directly translate them to English, but they have some sort of deep or funny or insulting meaning behind them. We like all of those. Yep. I like the insulting ones especially. You could also spread a little love and uh, follow us, uh, or excuse me, give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And then, of course, follow us on WeChat, Untranslatable Daddies 10 <laughs> on WeChat. I'm just excited Chad. for every episode to hear what our new WeChat tag is going to be. Chad, um, you are coming in crystal clear right mm. now. And this is so exciting. Um, I don't care that I could be jinxing this. I'm just so excited because I'm and I'm confident. And I knew that this would happen, by the way. Did I not say this would happen? Yeah, you did. You totally did. And so Mm -hmm. what Jared is referring to, uh, everybody out there listening, is that finally I have joined the 21st century. Well, I have Wi-Fi in my apartment. Some of you may may be wondering, Chad, you've been in China for two months now. (laughs) <laughs> Why did it take so long to get Wi-Fi? Well, people, I will tell you. So uh, when I first got my SIM card for my smartphone, um, I got it downtown. And I live pretty far from downtown Jinan, like a 40-minute cab ride, hour and a half cab ride if it's like peak traffic time. So it's, it's quite mm-hmm. a ways away. And, um, and so I got my SIM card and was super excited to finally be connected with the, with the world around me and have internet access, right? But... Uh, when I asked them to set up Wi-Fi, they said, I have to go to a branch near me. Uh, and the, the neighborhood where I live in here in Jinan, it's called Changqing. And so they said, go to a branch in Changqing, then they can set up your Wi-Fi, right? But I had to wait until I got my passport back. For, you know, my passport was, my passport first, I had to get my work permit. So that took about two or three weeks. And then it took about another week it would have probably taken longer, but we had to expedite the process of my residency permit so I could get to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia in time for the conference that I 
uh, went to. Check out our episode on Ulaanbaatar if you're curious about Mongolia. It's yes. an awesome, awesome city and awesome country. But anyways, so um, I had to wait for my passport. And then I got my passport back in that would have been Oct- beginning of October, right? Or no, it was September, end of September when I went to Mongolia. And you're thinking, well, now it's like the end of October, early November. What else took you so long? So basically, <laughs> I went in two weeks ago to go get Wi-Fi. And uh, I, told, I told the student helper of mine, because I don't speak enough Chinese to mm-hmm. you know, do these things on my own. So I always need to have like, someone come with me to translate. Um, and so I, I contacted the student who's been helping me out with a lot of different things. And I'm very grateful for all of his help. But I told him. I said, call the branch near near us, make sure they can process foreigners and give foreigners Wi-Fi. And he okay. said, oh, it'll be no problem. Don't worry. And I, I was insistent. I said, no, make sure you call them and ask. And I don't know if he called and asked or what. I'm not sure. But we went in there. And of course, they said, no, sorry, you have to go to the other branch. And so, um, so then that took like another week and a half. And then I realized like <laughs> his schedule... His schedule is not going to work, so I just need to ask someone else. So finally, I asked someone else, and now I have so Wi-Fi. So you going by yourself is out of the question. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, okay. I, you don't well, think anything will get done? I haven't tried it, but I have a few... Like, I think I could get it to work, but it would be all based on me using Google Translate with my phone and mm. me saying something in the translator, handing it to the woman, processing mm. everything... And so with the, at least with some of their translating, like, because she, she said, uh, do I want Wi-Fi or do I want a Wi-Fi and a cable bundle? And the interesting thing about China, Jared, is in China, you cable pay for in China. I don't know. And now I kind of wish I would have just paid the extra money to get the cable <laughs> to see what it was like, to be That's honest. That's how you learn. That's how you learn the exactly. language. I could always go back and have them do that. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Anyways. So I, I went in uh, with, a, with a student of mine. Um, shout out to the other student that went with me. He's, he's been super helpful and super nice. He also speaks some German. So we speak German uh, when, we, like when we were in the cab on the way there. His German's pretty good. Mm. Um, he's a really cool guy. But anyway, so what's interesting about China, though, Jared, is for certain things you pay up front. So like for my heating bill, I actually pay it up front for the entire year. So I'm going to have to pay, I think, like $230 for my heat for the entire year. For my Wi-Fi, I had to pay 520 RMB for the entire year, and that comes out to about 73 RMB, or $73, sorry, $73. Do they, do they refund you if, if they overcharge you? Uh, I guess we'll that's see. A, that's a good question. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But yeah, but the funny thing is, I still am not sure with my living, like my what I make from my university here, um, you know, I've been using a little bit of money from my U.S. bank account just because, you know, I've also, you know, been going out in Beijing and like doing stuff and balling, balling for sure. So um, I'm curious, though, to see like next month, hopefully I won't have like any of these bigger, unexpected, like front loaded payments for the entire year. Right. So I think by next month, I'll finally fully get in the swing of things. So it only takes me three months. But I'll finally get in the swing of things of how much. Like I need to budget for for an entire month here. I understand that though. It took me maybe, uh, yeah, maybe like two or three months of being back, getting my, all my insurance set up, 
mm-hmm. getting my you know getting my car insurance set up, getting my health insurance set up, knowing how much that's going to be taken out of my paycheck. Right. Um, you know, I, getting all of that like that does take time, and I I definitely understand how it'll t- it can take you like. It definitely took me probably about the same amount of time, two or three months, until I actually knew what my monthly like budget was. Right. Where right. it's like I still don't fully know what I'm going to be taking home at the end of the day. You know. Exactly. And I don't. I don't know what I have to pay yet. What's my? Right. And, and so I understand that struggle. Exactly. It feels and I good really, though. Once you get there, though, you can start does. to kind of feel like you're comfortable. Right. And I'm. I'm excited to get there, but. This has also caused me to put off, I really wanted to buy an acoustic guitar here. Mm. Uh, I wanted to buy it last month, and I was like, all right, I'll wait till I get this paycheck. You're never but home just, until you buy a guitar in a new country. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, so for me, it's, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to wait until November, I think. And depending on how, how much I want it, I might just use my money from like the U.S. and just be like, you know what, F it. I'm getting this guitar. I probably, I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to do that. First travel issue, splurging and um, buying <laughs> right. unnecessary items. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little <laughs> teaser for our main segment later. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah. But anyways, so, so some other things that are going on in, uh, in my life in China right now, Jared, because I know you're curious. I was feeling I'm a little self. I always feel a little self self centered or narcissistic talking about it. Yeah, but but I know, you know for you it's like interesting, <laughs> right? Right, and and I no think for our listeners, it's what's going on in in Ferndale, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yesterday I had my uh, my English corner or my conversation hour, and it was Halloween themed. So I brought in treats for the students. The students were super excited for the treats. Hmm. Like I, I brought them. Oh well, I have a bag with some treats from my class right here, so I can show you, Jared, and the listeners. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll describe it for our listeners um, listening on Spotify or whatever. So they have these Chinese knockoff Oreos, and they're like super cheap. So I think in one package there's like thirty of them. I think, and I paid I think six. I paid less than a dollar for these. Okay. Less than a dollar U.S. Um, so they're like Are knockoff they Oreos. I've had them. They're pretty good. Now, okay. I will say this. They're no they Oreo. Need a bit, they, they're no Oreo. They need more cream in the middle. Um, mm. But they're pretty, they they're du- pretty good. You, you got to find the double stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I just realized the funny thing is in, in English, it says in English, little black sandwich biscuits. So there you go, Jared. Some little black go. sandwich biscuits. <laughs> so I brought those. Uh-huh. Then I saw I saw these, and these look super interesting. So they're like hard candies, um, and they have like oranges and watermelon. Watermelon is super popular in China. Hold on, hold People on, hold it up there watermelon. for a second. Hold, hold, keep holding it up there. Kuipiantang, 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 Chi Chipiantang. I don't know what the tones are, but yeah. That's the Cheap funny thing is, is, is some of these, we're probably saying these wrong people, so don't. So don't. <laughs> oh, for sure. I felt very um, bad on that for some of those. Right. But the funny, the funny thing is that, like, yeah, they'll have the Chinese characters, and then they'll have it written in English. Well, like, right. what it would be, that's how Jared's reading it. But the funny thing is that in China, <laughs> no, they the, have... Why you got to ruin it, Chad? <laughs> The, well, the, I was the, reading the characters. The, the, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I just exposed Jared's uh, chi- Chinese knowledge right there. Um, uh, but yeah, but the fu- but the funny thing is, is that 
in China they have pinyin, and pinyin is basically where you have a writing system, a phonetic writing system like this on the packaging. But then、mm. they have like arrows, whether it's a rising tone,、right. a falling tone, a flat tone, or like an up and down tone. And、uh, and I'll、But、tell you what, you... Jared. Go ahead. Go no, no. Please tell me what first. I, I bet you what if they had the pinion on these packages, I could somewhat read it, and the pronunciation、mm. would be it wouldn't be perfect, but it would be okay.、Right. I believe、um, you on that.、Right. I bet you though that the, the reason they put the Um, what do you? What kind of script would you call that? Roman script? Roman, no, not Roman. Or Latin? Latin? Latin, Latin script、mm-hmm. on there? The script that we're used to、mm-hmm. is not for people like you and I to be able to name it, but more for a marketing purpose for the Chinese、Probably. people. Could be, yeah. And then these are like looks like Starburst kind of. All right, give me, let、good. me do it again. Let me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Weiru Weishitang, Shitang, Shitang. Wow, jeez. So, so I can tell you that Hun,、uh, Hun in Chinese is very, like Hun Hao、okay. is like very good. So,、okay. and I don't know what the rest of, the rest of these words mean. But yeah, baby steps. <laughs> I、people. got very excited for、baby、a second. I think we're gonna break down this entire the whole、uh, character, <laughs> right? And the, the the last treat I got were、uh, these. I didn't real now. I just realized、uh, this is interesting. So these are like marshmallow candies. But if you look at the packaging, Jared, can you tell me what vegetable、mm. is on there? There's a corn on the co- a full corn on the cob on the package,、mm-hmm. and it says so marshmallow. I so I didn't realize these were corn flavored, but apparently they are corn flavored. What does、um, that taste like? I don't know. I'll I'll tell you when I open these in class. But what I can tell you are they you, sweet? Well, you don't、okay. know. I don't know, but what I can. So many questions. Jared, Jared's so fascinated right now. What I can tell you though, Jared, is that I brought. So I brought in snacks from my English corner, and I brought in snacks from my from my class, like my regular、okay. class earlier.、Mm-hmm. And my、mm-hmm. students gave me snacks, and I have, I have some of them. But one student opened up this package for me, and he's like, "Go ahead, try." And I looked at it, and I'm like, "Hmm, these look like bugs." Ooh. And then I asked him, I'm like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's silkworm." And he just like said it so passe. And、mm. I'm like, "I'm like, you know what? Thank you." But like, I was like walking around between groups, like asking them questions,、mm. and I did、This、not want to have、time. to like, right? Exactly. <laughs>、um, trying to teach、exactly. a class, okay? I can't eat your snacks.、Right. And I, and I like, appreciate,、oh, I, I appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> right? No kidding. It was <laughs> funny though because what he offered. <laughs> All the students near him stopped talking and like turned and looked at me. They're like, "Oh, is the te- is the Western teacher? Is he gonna is he gonna eat silkworm?" But they were all eating them. Like they, it, you know,、right. it's not like this gross you know, snack. Like they were eating them. Yeah. Well, I've heard about like people eating, and this is, has nothing to do with Asia specifically. But I've heard about people eating like、uh, grasshoppers, for example. And one I've heard、mm-hmm. that they're filled with、uh, protein, and that、yep. ev- like once they're however they're cooked up and glazed <clears> up and served to you. They're they're really just nutty treats, even though they、yep. look l- like grasshoppers. A grasshopper. And、yeah. in my head, I, I feel like I was like I feel I would love to just pop one of those in my mouth and be like, oh yeah, I love how this tastes. I like nuts. I like sweetness. I like、uh, sweet、right. nuts. And、right. um, that should be a drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And、uh, but I, I but I'm like I I know though if I were to be placed, if I had this placed in front of me, a cockroach. 
It looked like a cockroach, but it was glazed up and all petrified and mm, no nope. and crunchied up. I'd still be like, I don't, I can't just pop this in my mouth. Yeah, no, that's a no for me, dog. But I have heard. Now let me ask you this: I have heard that they do uh, what what they will do. By that I mean companies is mm-hmm. grind up the um, the uh, grasshopper into a powder and okay. make like a bar or something out of it. Interesting. Okay. Now I'd probably do that, right? I would. Do I that. would. I would feel for some reason that to me feels more edible than the whole grasshopper itself. Even though it's also a whole. Gra- I don't know, but I yeah. think it's just because it's shred up and you're not biting like into right. the form of a grasshopper. Is really exactly makes a exactly. difference. Well, here in Jinan, they have one well, all over China. They have fried scorpions. They have uh, oh, fried yeah. potatoes. All sorts of stuff. But see, I've once seen again, a Jared, live scorpion before, and it still gives me the chills when I look yep. at it, uh, when I think oh, yeah. about it to this day. <laughs> right. Well, and the other oh thing gosh. is, too, is like, for me, I also am a little apprehensive to eat those because a lot of those are at street vendors. Mm. And I've been told by Chinese people that some street vendors will reuse old cooking oil um, to fry it. And like that just, I've heard like, like if you want to get sick, is that a problem? there you go. It, it is a problem in China. Yeah. Like a I've lot of reused sp- cooking. I, for example, I've maybe fried something in a cast iron skillet on a mm-hmm. Thursday. Okay. And let that oil sit until Sunday and used it again. Well, I'm talking about, I think this is like heavily reused. Uh, they call it gutter Granted. oil. They call it gutter oil. <laughs> like if you ask a Chinese person, Granted, I made something for uh, you know twenty minutes for myself. Um, right. Not uh, right. This is being heavily for, uh, reused. Thousands exactly. of people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but that was pretty cool. And let me just give you a quick breakdown, though, Jared, of what we did for the the Halloween thing. Um, and and I'll have one other thing to say as well, and then we can get into the shoutouts. But. So I showed them the song, This is Halloween, from The Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. I do not know that song. You don't know? Oh, it's a classic. And Mm -mm. so they really enjoyed that. Um, I showed them different costumes in America. uh, And they were asking me about uh, costumes and some of my favorite Halloween experiences. Uh, Well, here, Jared, I can rattle off some of these questions. They're in my WeChat group. Yeah, please rather them off. But while you're pulling those up, did you ask them what they knew about Halloween or like what their knowledge of Halloween was? I did. I did. And a lot of it was just like Americans like dress up and they eat candy. Racism. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they, they didn't ask anything. I should have talked about that. I didn't. I don't think they um, really understand racism. That's well, for the most part. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but for the most right. part, I don't think they understand America or care, which they, they probably there, don't there have were a reason a lot to. of questions about halloween parties so here i'll just roll Mm. through these so one of my students asked me could you please tell us more about halloween parties and then a pumpkin emoji or a jack-o'-lantern emoji so that was kind of cool okay is halloween a happy holiday or a horrible one like a scary one or sad what do people that depends on where you are also true because in the u.s it's more of a happy one but in europe like they take Halloween costumes. Like I know, at least in Germany, they or go Austria, crazy. Yeah. They take Halloween costumes a little more seriously than even we do in the U.S. Like it's m- way more towards scary than it is in the yep. U.S. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, what do people usually do at Halloween parties, and how do they have fun? 
Um, <laughs> it's always going to be drinking. That's always yep. the answer. Yeah. If it, <laughs> yeah. If it's parties in America, how do exactly? Do do? <laughs> exactly. Um, I didn't say that, but it's yeah. pathetic. But that's that is really true. What the answer true. is almost always going to be. You got to get that social lubricant, Jared. You know, that's just all how it, it works. Like all Halloween is, all St. Patrick's Day is, all Saturdays and Fridays is. Right, are, these right. are all just excuses. Sometimes for Wednesdays to drink. and Thursdays and yeah, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, all, <laughs> yeah, most days of the week for a right. lot of people if here it in ends the United States. Exactly. <laughs> um, this was a, this was an interesting one. One of my students asked me, "How did you buy the treats?" And I was like, "I was like, do you mm. mean like in America? How do we buy the treats, or like how did I buy right. these?" And she was like, "No, these today that you brought." And I was like, "What do you I mean?" I them. went to a store and I bought. <laughs> I should I should have said that. Oh, I should have said that. This is why you need I to come visit me. Your notes. Right. <laughs> give me all your candy. If you want to get out of here alive, give me all of the Huang Tingkang. <laughs> right so so yeah so so then i was like yeah i bought them at the store and all the students i kid you not jared in unison they were like oh and then they like clapped and i'm like i've been here for i've been here for two months people do you really think do you really think i'm that incapable of surviving like i can't go Uh, to the store eating for this whole time right i've been i've been living off of air and peanuts Uh. like what do you yeah how do you usually celebrate Halloween? This was the funniest one. So one of my students posted, and I really don't like his wording, but I'm going to read the question how he posted it. How to chase a girl at a Halloween party. Obviously, he meant <clears throat> how do you talk to girls or like meet girls. You start with the lasso. Or, or seduce. What? You start with the lasso-based costume is what I was getting at. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, some sort of told- cowboy <laughs> right but see what i told him is i was like look if you're trying to meet girls at a halloween party like just talk to them about their costume like that's a super mm-hmm. easy way to talk to anybody yeah what you are know? you dressed up as right by the way that sounds like a question i would ask and that also sounds like an answer that i the one i just gave one i would never think of if i was the one in that situation right but like there's no nothing to talk about here this was this was also kind of a funny one and i i want to know your answer jared because i really don't know is it possible that the adults refuse to give candy to children? Like when they oh, trick or sure, treat? Of course. But would you really do that? Like if a kid came to your door and was like trick or treat and you're like, nah, like I'm not giving you candy. Well, well, okay. Why are you answering the door? I guess would be my question. Well, but like right. people refuse right. to give candy in the sense where they'll turn their, like keep their porch lights off right. and not answer the door if people come up to their door. Correct. By the way, um, we're breaking the, all of the walls, but tomorrow's Halloween, and I have not bought mm-hmm. any candy, and I live in a rather... You mean you know Ooh, where I live. Yeah. So are you going to leave your lights up? Are you going to... Really? Are you going to be one of those people for Halloween, Jared? You better I mean, go buy candy. Go buy candy, dude. Just be dude. clear. If I'm uh, fine. But the, anyone around me... I, 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 like, all the people around me this in my immediate vicinity do not have kids. Uh, but, but kids there's will also be coming. a bus... I'm sure. A school bus does stop at the, at my corner uh, every morning around when I'm leaving for work. So I'm going to assume there are probably kids around. <laughs> they'll, they'll be coming, Jared. They will be uh, there. And maybe you better have some candy. I've just never really been in a situation where I've had to because I've always either lived in an apartment or right. lived in the city of Philadelphia where it's not really like mm-hmm. a kid-heavy area. Right. Um, right. And so I've never really been in a situation where I have to. Uh, but I guess I probably should. And I did have the idea of wanting to do the king size candy for all the kids, but that's oh, pricey. Yes. That's pricey. That's pricey. You, sh- you should, though, dude. <laughs> get, but then if you do it once, you know next year 
You think so? If you're still living remember. at the place, oh yeah, they'll be like, we gotta go. I gotta get out again. of there. My next neighbors are gonna get like TP'd. <laughs> right. not, not my next neighbors, the people that move in after me. Right. Uh, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. More. Um, uh, well, what was that question that even spurred off what I just said? Uh, adults refusing candy. But I oh, explained to right, the students right. that if the porch lights are off and the lights are off in the house, like usually you don't go knock on the door because they don't right. participate right, in right, Halloween. Right. So I did explain that. Uh, what's interesting, though, I think Chinese people really have a difficulty understanding that Halloween, because they don't celebrate it here, right? Right. Um, and, you know, they don't even know about Halloween movies. Like, they really don't celebrate it here. In grocery stores, though, there are starting to be, like, little end caps of, like, aisles that will have, like, mm. I saw one at the supermarket the other day. They had, like, witches' hats and some, like, pumpkin stuff. Yeah. But that's just so, more the globalization of the market more than, yes, um, like, exactly I, than anything, I would say. Right. They did ask me why the pumpkin is the symbol of Halloween. And I told them because, number one, I mean, we harvest pumpkins in the fall. Right. Uh, number two, we use them to carve jack-o'-lanterns. Fun fact, though, Jared, in Ireland, I don't know if you know this, but in Ireland, where I did know this. the traditions of Halloween began, it was turnips, not Have you seen uh, those pumpkins. before? They're terrifying. They are absolutely terrifying because you've got to keep <laughs> the evil spirits away. But I realized, though, Jared, I realized that there is a cultural comparison you can draw between Halloween and Chinese culture, and that is in China... Mm. They have door guards, which are these paintings of these fierce-looking warriors that they paste on their doors to ward off evil spirits. Hmm. And jack-o'-lanterns serve the same purpose. So when I okay. said that, like, the Chinese students were like, the light bulbs were going off in their heads, and they were like, oh, like, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know oh, jack-o'-lanterns were to ward off uh, spirits, like yeah. evil spirits. Got to ward off the evil spirits. I thought and it was just making why. a scary face in a pumpkin right. because Halloween's right. about being scary. These door guards are very cool looking. They're awesome. I have some. I have some pictures of them. I'll send them to you. I think I actually may have sent you a couple of them when I sent you pictures of Jinan. Um, but I probably didn't know what they were. Right. So I'll. I'll and I. I always take oh, I've pictures seen, of them. I've seen one of them. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, I can think of. I, I can think I of it. I always take pictures of these when I see them in China because I think they're so cool and they're always different. Um, but yeah, yeah I like All right, that. Last, last question though, Jared, there's tons of these, but I want to ask you this one because when my students asked me this, I really had no idea what to answer. So the last one I have for you is what will happen if adults go trick or treating? <laughs> They'll end up on a list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I honestly never encountered that, but I would say <coughs> that, Hmm. What do you think would happen? I don't even know how to answer this. Right. Well, and because that one definitely had me like really scrambling <laughs> That's to a think great of an question, answer. By the way, it is. <laughs> I love the questions my students give me here. They, they are like the the funny thing is like they are so they're so creative, but they're a lot of my students really have a lot of difficulties if I have them explain something in their own words, because I think in China they've been taught to like recite exactly from the textbook. And for me, like, for me as a, as a foreign teacher here in China, like, for me, you reciting a line from a textbook does not show me that you know it. It just shows me you memorized it. So I want you to be able to use your yeah. own words. But they do ask me really creative questions. But anyways, to answer that question, what I said was, I said it really depends on the circumstance. And I said, I said basically, I think if the adult has a costume and, like, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's, I mean, it's if the adult weird, has a costume and they come up to your door and say trick or treat, 
Um, it's it's probably better for everyone's sake if you just put some candy in the yep. bag. Yep. And say and say happy Halloween and move on rather than. Do you really want to have this person? Who seems like a weirdo to you right. at your front door with your door open and it's presumably a family behind you in your house and be like, hey, you weirdo, what's with the costume? You're right. too old for this. Right. Uh, or just give them candy and go on with your day. That's what I would say. Right. I would, I would agree. I think that's a good one. So, yeah. So, those are interesting questions. Stay tuned for episodes. It is weird, <laughs> for sure. clear. Right. Um, for sure. And stay tuned for next week. I'm sure I'll have some other good questions for my students uh, after my I English uh, conversation. Oh my it's great. But Jared, now it I think it's time old. to... It doesn't. And also, doesn't. I guess they, I didn't think about the fact that they also apply it to... Like, it's it can be related to what you're talking about in, in this group. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about, hey, Halloween's coming up. Um, Halloween just passed. And... Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is how we celebrate it. And they're like, oh, right, Halloween. That's right. Americans do celebrate this thing called Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So it was fun. And I love Halloween. But the last thing I want to mention, actually, before shout outs to the Jared, I goofed. I am the worst American ever right now, Jared. I don't have a costume. And I'm going to a Halloween party mm. tomorrow in Beijing. You still have no plan? We talked about this after our last podcast. And I told you I did you a favor. <clears throat> By not bringing it up, and I thought I'd bring it up, uh, bring it up after you went to the party. Yet here we are before the party still. Right. I didn't bring it up, <laughs> and right. you're admitting that you're just going to give up. You can't even put on a suit and just make up some character that wears a suit. Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. Right. I I mean, look, I could, but I don't want to wear my suit out to like a nightclub where right. we're going to be dancing. You don't want to wear a suit. You don't want to wear a suit. So, so what, what you, I don't have your later hosen. You don't bring later. Hosen. Of course I don't have my later hosen. Um, <laughs> the funny thing was I told my students like in, um, what, what Avengers movie is it? Is it infinity war? You could wear a flannel and be a lumberjack. I could, but what I think I'm going to do is I have like a button down and what I'm going to do is wear like a, like a nice black button down and I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put like two, like a bite mark right here, like two dots. Mm. And I'm just going to go with someone who will become a vampire. There we go. Nice and easy costume. Lame, but nice and easy. Someone that will become a vampire. That's, (sighs) all right, whatever. It's a stupid one. The other thing (laughs) that I was thinking about, the other thing I was thinking about was. I'm trying to be nicer. Uh, I feel like I'm too mean to you. No, and it's so it's a lame idea. It's super lame. <laughs> but like also also the people I'm going out with, like, I don't really think like they, they're really wearing a costume per se. You don't want to be the one in the the only one in the full costume. Right. Well, <laughs> I wanted to I think I told you and I mentioned this on the last episode. I really wanted to be a teddy bear. But one, mm. it's hard to find costumes in China. The only costumes that I saw online were like your stereotypical, like, I don't know, a pirate, a doctor, a witch. Um, and you didn't like want a, to go out as a teddy bear with a t-shirt and no pants on. That seems like an odd. Correct. Odd It'd be way very to go cold. Out. A little weird. <laughs> um, and I'm a like, teddy bear, I, obviously. <laughs> right. But the funny thing was, I checked online here in China to see if I could find anything, and anything that was like a teddy bear costume was for children, or it was like mm-hmm. a, like I even thought about like that okay, what about sense. a hoodie? What about a hoodie with like bear ears? Because I see people yeah. in China all the time wear hoodies like this, but mm-hmm. they're all girls. And mm. the hoodie, the, like the sizes I found, you I guarantee like you, quadruple. 
exactly. XL just to and fit probably like your American medium. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so no costume yet. We'll see. Um, so I feel sad as an American going out for Halloween and not having a costume, but um, it is what it is. What can you do? I mean, I, I've probably been that person, but I've also, I probably just wouldn't go out, to be honest with you. All right, right. Chad. Now, obviously, we love. need to... Spread um, a little love. But I'm looking at the time, and I would request one, your favorite love spread of the day. Okay. Shout out. My, f- my favorite shout out is that uh, there are social media influencers uh, and YouTubers who have united to plant 20 million trees. So the goal is by the end of 2019, mm. um, there will be uh, 20... Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I guess uh, $20 million to plant 20 million trees. Um, so I think this is awesome. A dollar check a tree? Out, yep. Check out hashtag team trees. And if you yourself are uh, concerned about the environment and our future, feel free to donate to uh, team trees Hashtag Team Trees help us plant 20 million trees around the globe by January 1st, 2020. And right now, Jared, in case you're curious, there have been uh, 7,700,051, sorry, 7,700,051,844 trees planted. Hmm. Not used to saying words that big. (laughs) I actually, I, I I, I Googled this. And the first article that came up that was posted earlier today, why did Elon Musk just buy a million trees? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. I don't know the answer, but find out next week on the Untranslatable podcast. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. Well, hey, Chad, let's uh, do the namesake of this podcast. Let's do it. And uh, share some Untranslatables. Absolutely. Idioms, sayings, proverbs. From all around the world. Do what we do best, Jared. That's right. I'm going to get us started with a Chinese one. And it is Jizu Xian Deng. And it means a fast foot is first to climb. Ooh. I like that alliteration. It is, isn't it? A A fast fast foot foot is first to climb. First to climb. Well, it's like the early bird catches the worm. Hit that ham horn, my man. You are 100% correct. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could feel that. Mm-hmm. My first untranslatable is Japanese, and it is Doku Kawaba Sada Made. And it is when poisoned, you might as well swallow the plate. When poisoned, you might as well swallow the plate? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no turning back now? Like it's too late. I mean, yeah, but I mean a little bit more specificity. Ooh, okay. I said that word. <laughs> it came out <laughs> properly. Uh, let's let's say let's say for example. Um, I mean, this is definitely going to give it to you, but this is a great example. When poisoned, you might as well swallow the plate. Let's say, you know, it's January first, and you're setting a New Year's resolution to mm-hmm. lose a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And you go to McDonald's and supersize everything on January first okay. at twelve thirty uh, noon. No, no, no I okay. take it back. Twelve thirty in the morning. Twelve, uh, okay. and you're like, you're like, oh, well, you know, my New Year's resolution is ruined. So uh, I'm just gonna go crazy this year and start over next year in 2020. 
So it's like when something bad happens or when something doesn't go to plan, you're just like, all right, well, can't do anything about it, so we might as well continue. There you go. Yes. Okay. Betcha. All right. Yeah. Nice. You were poisoned. You know, someone poisoned your, your meal. So it's like, oh, well, I'm already going to die, so I might as well eat this uh, porcelain plate. Can't get any worse. Right. Right. That would be a great um, way to okay. really... Uh, to really what? You there? Hello? Hello? Jared, are you there? Uh-oh. Hello? I hear you, but you're, you're, you're very breaking up. See, this is why oh, okay. you're back now. I'm back. This is why okay. we don't celebrate good internet. All right, just start over with your That's untranslatable. True. All right, my untranslatable, my last one for today is Russian, and it is Zarubi Zebia Nanosu, which means to make a notch on your nose. To make a notch on your nose is mm-hmm. to like not forget something, where it's oh, like someone good. did you wrong, and it's very like very good. I can, yeah, yeah I, that one for some reason resonated with me very much. As soon as it came out of your mouth, okay. I could just feel it. Where it's like, oh no, 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 this is always going to be with me. Don't until this has been settled. And that also sounds like a very Russian thing to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I will not forget how you have mistreated my family. Um, can I give you one more translation? Absolutely, please? absolutely. My uh, next one is. Uh, which one do I want to do? I have so many good ones in front of me. It's uh, Greek, and it's na miriso ta nihia mau na merehis. Let me start over. <laughs> My next untranslatable is Greek, and it is na mirisihota nihia mau. Which and means? that translates to, should I sniff my nails? Should I sniff my nails? Yeah. Hmm. Should I sniff my nails? I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this one. This one sounds like a tough one. Give me a clue, Jared. Hey, Chad. What's the uh, current temperature in uh, Porto, Portugal right now? I don't know, Jared. Should I sniff my nails? There you go. So it's just like, (laughs) I don't know? It was like, how should I know? How should I know? Ah, okay. That's a good Mm -hmm. one. Should Mm -hmm. I sniff my nails? Okay. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. That's funny. That's funny. Well, Jared. It's kind of like, I guess, maybe like rubbing like a genie thing or something. Or it's like, I don't know. How should I... uh, Right. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about some travel issues, Chad. Let's do it. What do you got for me, I today, mean, Jared? First of all, what do I got for you? This is how this is how this goes, everyone. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you say what do I got for me because I mean, you're the king of travel issues in the sense that every time I've traveled with you, you've been very cognizant of many many travel issues that at least in the times that we've traveled together, have never mm-hmm. come up. True. So let me bring up one of my biggest worries in terms of travel issues, which is missing your flight, missing mm-hmm. your train, missing your connection, whatever that would be. Um, well, it's because, funny that you say that, Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. What are I have the list of the top 15 reasons 
why flights are delayed. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now, obviously, you can knock out a couple of these. Okay. Uh, technical difficulties on the plane, like they need to fix something or repair something. Of course, of course. Mechanical um, issue, number yep, 14. Mechanical issues, number 14. Okay, mechanical issues. Um, if there's like a long lineup on the runway. Number one, air traffic control. Okay. And I think uh, that's where that would fall into. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, I've gotten two of 15. Okay, um, let's see here. We don't have to do all 15, obviously. I can And I can run through the ones you don't get. Okay, what about... Um, hmm. Now, what about some of like should, late, there's late a, passengers? There's, connecting passengers is number six. Okay. All right, give, give me the rest of them because it will take me too long. Otherwise. Now, there's one more that I want you to get. There's one obvious okay. one. Think about it. Uh, it's November here in Michigan. Oh, um, like, like weather conditions, like bad snow. That's number two. That's number okay. two. Okay. Number three is bird strikes. Okay. Number okay. four is knock-on effect. I don't know what that is. I'm going to be honest I don't know what you. that is either. I should have looked that up. Um, knock-on effect is a secondary, indirect, or cumulative effect. Okay. That so help. it's just like okay. because of something else is what they're saying? <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. Um, <laughs> strikes, connecting passengers, which you said, connecting mm-hmm. bags, okay. cargo... Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know slightly different than just people's bags. Right. Waiting for crew. I've been in that situation. Have you've probably been in that okay. situation yep. too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in the situation where? Oh, I guess number ten, crew rest requirements. I've been mm. in a mix of both the waiting for crew and the crew rest re- rest requirements. So they say we're waiting for the crew. This you know, and the flight will take off. you know the crew's on a flight that's landing. And we're waiting for them. Then when they get there, right. we get onto the plane. There's a slight delay at the airport. Then they'll say, the cruise time has gone over. So we have to go back and yeah. uh, get a different crew because their time has gone over. That is the worst. 11 is catering. 12 is security clearance. Right. 13 is aircraft preparations. I've seen that, too, where it's like a right. paperwork situation. And where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, this one paperwork had the wrong flight number. And legally, if we right. leave without this, the pilot goes to federal prison. Right. Some crazy <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, mechanical issue and weight restrictions. Okay. Have you ever right. been on a small plane where it's like they move you around where it's like, oh, can how like, oh, you're no. a you're a thicky thick. Go sit in the front <laughs> or something. Thankfully, or no, I'm also not left, left wing. I'm not I'm not a <laughs> thicky thick enough person to to get moved like that. But not but yet. No. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Do you have any specific airports that you hate? to go to because you always get like nervous for example now this Mm -hmm. might have changed but when i was when i lived in michigan uh and Mm -hmm. i I, often i would travel to louisiana my family there colorado and in texas those were three places i traveled often for family reasons Mm -hmm. and uh i i was i always had it drilled into me by my parents um granted i was you know my parents were taking me to the airport i was a child um, right. We don't check our bags because the Detroit airport is notorious, notoriously bad for screwing up checking checked bags or messing up. Like it'll say one. Like I've had many times where it says go to Carousel Four, and like I look behind me and I'm like, 
that's my bag spinning around on the carousel behind right. me. <laughs> that's like carousel and, two. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know if that's still the case, but I know that that used to be the case. But there is, I have a list <coughs> of um, percentage-wise the most uh, on-time percentages okay. for airports. So I'm curious to okay. know if you have any airports that you're just like, oh, I'm scared. I hate when I go to this one. Yep. Or P- I got one. Okay. Chicago O'Hare. Did yes, it a couple that's times. A good one. Never again. Never That's a again. good one. Nope. If I can mm-hmm. avoid, honestly, I would rather spend the extra 100, 200 bucks to fly out of Detroit than to save a couple hundred bucks and have to fly out of Chicago O'Hare. Not happening. I can think of, I can think of three. Okay. Paris, Chardigal. Oh, yeah. You're right. Is a nightmare. That is a complete nightmare. Yes. London Heathrow. I've is never a been nightmare. there, but I've heard. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, Newark. And and uh and I that was often a great option. It's a giant airport, Newark, New Jersey. It's right outside of New mm-hmm. York. It's a great option. Um, it's like two hours away from Philadelphia, but it's a uh, you know much bigger airport. Not much bigger, but it's definitely bigger than Philadelphia. But okay. it's just like a a, a dis- every time I've gone there, I've gotten confused. And anyway, here are internationally the um on time percentages when you think of delayed a- airports you probably think mm-hmm. of places like LAX Los Angeles Dallas or JFK particularly if most of your travel tends to be domestic while some of these airports are indeed delay prone LAX airport for example ranks number 38 out of 50 major airports in uh, 2018 with an on time percentage of 75.29% these are by no means the worst number mm-hmm. 1 the worst is Jakarta, Indonesia, Indonesia, with a 51.9% uh, accuracy uh, rating. Not good. No, Mumbai, India, not. 60%. Hong Kong, 63%. Seoul, South Korea, 65%. Paris, Chardigal, France, 66%. Frankfurt, Germany, 66%. Mm. Um, I've been to Frankfurt's airport. I can't think of having any issues with um, delays or anything. But every time I've gone to the Frankfurt airport, it always seems like it is a complex process getting to the gate. Mm -hmm. I would agree. But I've never had any. I don't. I can't think of any issues with. uh, Granted, I haven't been to Frankfurt's airport a lot, but I always. I do remember being complex often. Mm It is. Uh, and you want to make sure you have at least a two-hour layover, I would say, in, in Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah, I'd believe that. I'd believe that. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, 66%. Mm-hmm. Uh, 66.3. Manila, Phil- Philippines, 66.9. Amsterdam, Netherlands, 68.1. London, 70%. Those are the top 10 worst <coughs> airports regarding uh, on-time percentages. So, Jared, I have a question for you. What do you do if you are delayed and then you miss your connection? What's the process? Have you been in that situation before? I'm knocking on my wood table right now because I have not. I now speak. Uh, I had a relative that passed away, and uh, the relative lived in Louisiana, and that's where the funeral was. Mm-hmm. And popular flights to Louisiana. Uh, New, New Orleans usually generally go through uh, Atlanta because I'm a Delta person often. Okay. And uh, there's a giant Delta hub in Atlanta. And um, I've, 
I went, so I was taking this flight, and um, it was the flight was a night flight, so it probably left around let's say six or seven o'clock after work. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, the initial first leg of the flight was already delayed, and I'm already like, this is not a good sign. I'm looking at the clock, cutting it close. Right, but there is another f- flight after. Maybe I can get on. It was, I, I, you know, there the honestly. I really, even I was sitting in the airport in Detroit contemplating, should I even take this flight? Because I know that there's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to make the next flight. Will I be able to make it on time? I don't know. But because it was a my aunt, it was right. a funeral, I'm like, what? I can't be like, eh, it didn't seem worth it. You know, like, so I was right. like, I, right. I, I have to at least try. Mm-hmm. So, um, the flight was delayed. The first flight from Philadelphia. This was when I lived in Philadelphia. The first flight was delayed to Philadelphia. So the flight in Atlanta, I missed that flight going to uh, to New Orleans or Baton Rouge, whatever it was in Louisiana. Um, and so the next flight was already packed because there were multiple flights that were delayed into Atlanta. So the, okay. so there are no more flights going into um, going into uh, New Orleans or Louisiana or whatever. So I already realized I would not be able to make the funeral. It was the next morning. And so, okay. like the next, the, the earliest flight I could have gotten, they told me was at like seven seven a.m. Like for example, and so I'd I'd be getting in to New Orleans at like nine. Funeral starts at ten. It's just not realistic, right? Um, and so I was like, okay, so there's no flights back because I'm getting into. Uh, I got into Atlanta at like twelve or one. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. So I got in. I got a hotel, which was already costing an arm and a leg because I'm getting in a hotel the night of. And um, I'm getting it for a night. And so I got the hotel and I booked it for, it was midnight at that point. So I booked it for mm-hmm. that day at midnight, got to the hotel, realized that, oh, when you book it for that day, they that means you have to check in, like at the check-in time on that day, which is usually around, you know, two or three. So I had this no hotel like room. This a nightmare. Oh my so God. So I took an okay. Uber to the hotel which was off you know like maybe 10 minutes away from the airport only to find out that the um <laughs> that the room i have booked i can not check into until two the next day which is like well that's useless so right. i go back to the airport i have to sleep in the atlanta airport just in the terminal oh, God. and um I get like the first flight back to Detroit the next morning, and luckily I was able to get it refunded. And there, and I, you know, I called them and I was like, "So I need to get a flight back," and they're like, "And I was like, but I also need to get this refunded." I was like, "This is this experience was terrible," and I was on the phone with these people. They gave me like mm-hmm. one of those cards where it's like, "Once you get here, call this number." And I already right. had a when they were giving me that number in Philadelphia. I'm like, "This is already not a good sign." But I called right. it, and it was like a direct line. And they're like, "Well, you know, unless it's like a serious reason, we 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 have to give you like a a uh a cr- like a, cr- a store credit essentially or right. for airline credit. We can't give you a refund." And I was like, "Well, you know, it was I was really only doing this flight because it was my you know my aunt's funeral and." Now I miss the funeral and I'm just going back home. And she was just like on the phone, just like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, we can make that a full refund. <laughs> right. No kidding. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, no, I would hope so. Um, <clears throat> but, um, and I'm so su- one thing I wanted to. I'm Go surprised. Ahead, I'm surprised though the hotel didn't put, or the, the airline didn't pay for your hotel. They did not. Yeah, they did not. And that, did you try, I agree did you try you. to did you try to have mm-hmm. them do that? No, I'm probably didn't try as hard as I could have to be honest with okay. you. Because I was focused probably more on 
this is, shows you where my head's at. I was focused mm-hmm. more on getting my money back, I think, okay. than I was. And I thought I had an accommodation. So I think that's also part of the problem. Like, I was like, oh, I got a hotel and I'm going there. Like, right. But then by the time I got there, realized that I didn't have a room and then just like sat in their lobby for a second thinking about what I'm going to do and went back to the, ho- to, to the airport. At that point, I'm like, it like like I felt like it already been like at that point, say another two hours. So I'm like, what am I gonna do okay. now? Two hours later, be like, hey, give me a hotel. When theoretically at this point, I'd be I could get onto a plane in four and a half to five hours. I don't know. It just seemed like uh, you've never been in a situation like this, have you? I've been very uh, lucky. I don't know yeah. how because you almost have. Tra- you probably traveled more than I have. I don't know how you've avoided this. Um, I, I, have just you ever luck, witnessed? people in those situations at big airports or even well, small airports for that matter. Funny you mention that, Jared. You remember my old roommate in Vienna, Carl, right? I do, yes. So Carl, when we when we left Vienna, we left together. We had different flights going back to the States, you know, because I was flying into Detroit and I don't remember where Carl was flying into. New Jersey, I think. Wasn't he isn't he from Jersey? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. But anyways, I think he's his flight, his flight got canceled just straight up his flight to the States. You know, we had to fly from Austria to Frankfurt. That's crazy too. Like an international flight just getting canceled. canceled. Yeah. That really also puts into perspective when Wow Air uh, this ended too overnight and all the flights that were just like, sorry, doesn't exist. So I don't really know what he did. I know he had to like, they told him like, go talk to like the customer service rep or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and they'll assist you. Um, but like, I don't know what the policy is. Like if they cancel a flight, do you automatically get a free flight back? Do you have to pay for one? Do you pay for I don't know if you get, get a free refunded? flight. Well, well, here's the deal. His situation is a little different than mine. He's in Austria. He has mm-hmm. to get back home. I was right. going away from my home to a different location. Right. And so it's like, I- I'm going back home only because now the reason for my travel has been rendered moot. Well, that was a fancy right. sentence. That uh, um, no, was a fancy <laughs> sentence. <laughs> like, like my my the the point of my travel is now pointless, and so that's the only reason I'm going back home. So for him, it, I think it's a more cut and dry situation where it's like the airline is now responsible for finding Getting you, you home the next mm-hmm. like the next flight option back home. Where it's like I bought a ticket to do this flight. And this flight, it's not like you like, and this flight's, this is still possible for you to do for me. So you owe me this because this is right. what I've already paid for. But right. mine, and, and so like, I think his situation, he probably just had, he probably maybe he had to wait a few hours. And especially since Austria, mm-hmm. Vienna's a giant airport. Yep. There's plenty of flights to all of the major hubs, whether it be Paris, Amsterdam, Frankfurt. There are right. plenty of flights back and forth from, Amp- to, from Vienna to any major hub. In mm-hmm. in Europe, so I'm sure he probably had to at the worst wait a few hours. Right. Yeah, I th- I think that's what ended up happening. I will say this though, Jared. In any of these situations, even though I have not been in them personally, I just imagine. Obviously, it's incredibly frustrating, stressful. Oh, for sure. Uh, inconvenient, yes. terrible. I mean, we could think of all. We could brainstorm all sorts of adjectives to describe how bad it is. But I think if you are in those situations. You need to really keep your emotions in check because by you lashing out at a customer service rep or someone else, that is not going to do you any good. And I think it's much better to be very kind 
Uh, try to be as understanding as possible because I imagine these people probably get phone calls of people yelling at them all the time, every day. And I think if you give them some kindness, they'll also be much more willing to help you. I've been in a few flight scenarios in my day where things like this have happened. I've also been in ones where you've been on, I mentioned during the untranslatables where you've been on the tarmac and they Mm -hmm. have to go back because time's been, you know, they've overdone time and it's already like a delayed flight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I look back on those things in retrospect and like, man, that was an annoying situation, man. I had to sleep in an airport terminal and I'm not one of those people that can just lay out on an airport floor. That is the most, dis- not the right. most disgusting thing. It's pretty gross though. It's pretty but gross. But it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. you're just uncomfortably sitting in those chairs. I've been in that situation. And I look back in retrospect and wonder, what could I have done to maximize these situations I've been in? Mm-hmm. Because I, sometimes I just, like, for example, in that situation where uh, I was going to Louisiana for a funeral, I kind of just accepted a situation that I probably could have made better. So I scour the internet for a list of the f- immediate things you should do if you find yourself in a situation where a flight is canceled or delayed. Ooh, let's hear these. Let's hear these. Well, um, what would you do if you're in that situation? You've never been in that situation, but you you have the anxiety of someone that's never made a flight on time. R- r- I, <laughs> I do. You're right. I would probably... I guess my first thing for me personally is, I know it sounds cliche, but I really think it works, is take a couple deep breaths, tell Mm. yourself, calm down, everything will be all right. Mm -hmm. At least I I tell myself that whenever there's any close calls with travel, Um, because I think the the worst thing you can do for yourself is not have a cool head. If you're not calm, you're going to make irrational decisions. You, you might act inappropriately, you know, you might be really rude or be an asshole. And so it's really right. important, I think, to stay calm. Then the next thing would be try to make a plan, you know, find out who do I need to call? What do I need to do um, to get the problem solved? Then once you figure that out, obviously, then you would take the steps to, you know, call whoever you need to call or go talk to whoever at the customer service desk. Um, and then once again, as I mentioned, I would try to be very kind, very calm, um, you know, really try to explain the situation very clearly, and uh, and then hopefully you it'll know, be resolved. Nothing that was beautiful, Chad. Nothing makes me angrier than being at an airport and seeing people yelling at the people behind the computer over yep. their canceled or delayed flight. Yep. Like the people behind the computer have any control over the weather, over the exactly. flight schedules, over exactly. the planes. <laughs> Those like, people... I demand a right. spot on this flight. I pay for this ticket. How right. dare you take away my ticket? And it's like, exactly. listen, I'm just telling you what the computer is telling me because right. a algorithm spit out and decided that you're the one that's not going to be able to fit on this plane. It's like, right. I have you're nothing to thick. do with this. You're too thick. I, I hate watching people yell at just airport people. It makes me so mad. I, I'll, I'll take it's that like, to another... Do you not understand computers? Right. <laughs> I'll take that to another level. I hate people that yell at cu- any customer service person that, yeah, in Yeah, I general. hate it in general, too. Those yes. people have a special place in hell, in my opinion. Yeah. For sure. And it's like, you're already in a situation where something's not going your way, where it's like, now you're... How, well, what makes you think you're putting yourself in any situation where anyone in, in, wants to help you in any sort of way? Where it's like, right. now you're just screwing yourself over because it's like, there's no reason to help now. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. We do not like you here at the Untranslatable Podcast. 
Yeah, that's for there, sure. There, I said it. Here is so what, what are the steps, though? Yeah, what are the US steps? U.S. News gives us as some uh, some tips. Number one, don't let a travel interruption turn into a vacation nightmare. I believe essentially what you mentioned. Don't let it ruin mm-hmm. your. First of all, don't let it just ruin your. Uh, your disposition completely take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and soak it in for a second even after spending countless hours carefully plotting every step of your journey an unexpected delay or cancellation can derail derail even the most well laid out trip um but that doesn't mean that your entire vacation is ruined keep that in mind right um at the very least at the very most like most you'll probably be delayed by a couple hours to a day and don't right. let it just and don't take that out on other people. Know your exactly. air travel rights, by the way. Do you know your air travel rights? I don't. No, I need I to. I do know get by the way, those. actually. Mm-hmm. I don't I know my I know in Europe if I believe now. This might be meme news, but I believe that if you do find yourself in a canceled flight situation, they're required by law to uh rectify that's like to get you on the flight to wherever you're going yeah and that's not the case here in the u.s really i don't believe that's a law here in the u.s but i do know that that's like a sort of eu i believe law in europe okay um so if a flight is canceled your carrier will provide you with a seat on the next available flight on the airline or a refund, explains Christopher Elliott. Yeah, oh, I went to school with a guy named Chris Elliott. I don't like him. A consumer advocate <laughs> and journalist. While airlines are not obligated to compensate passengers for delays and cancellations based on federal regulations. See? This is okay. U.S. News saying okay. federally they're not required to do that. Carriers will often rebook passengers for no additional fee, even for non-refundable fares, or offer a full refund. I mean, that's basic stuff. If I right. if I bought a flight and I don't and I don't get that flight because you are telling me you can't supply me with that flight for whatever reason that is, how is that my fault? At the very least, you right. can supply me with like yeah. a a full credit for the amount that I paid for that flight. Mm -hmm. And that's even kind of shitty, I think. I agree. But just know what options you have. Maybe with a credit card you booked with or something, or through the site that you booked with, you have extra... uh, like maybe you're off. You have a full refund that you don't even know about because right. you have a freaking flyer. Like I have freaking flyers at places that I don't even fly with that often. That sometimes right. I just have to check to see. Oh, do I have a number that I could put in? And maybe that gives me some extra uh, leeway when booking exactly. a flight. Exactly. Can I also add something though, Jared? I think Please. with with knowing these things and and who to contact, I think it's also important when you contact these people to get either a refund or a credit or whatever. I think you need to be friendly, but also firm. Don't be a pushover. Yes. You don't want to be yes. rude, but also don't be a pushover. You know, know, well, know in advance what your options are and really make sure you get the right thing for you. And like people, especially if you're dealing with someone on the phone, but even in mm-hmm. person, really, like, like, but I'd say especially on the phone. Let me just be clear. I think, I feel like people are trained to give you, to like, to give you as little as possible in order for you to concede for i guess an obvious reason you know if you just you know obviously you're trying to as a company is trying to lose as little as possible financially so it's like right. concede as little as possible but satisfy the customer at the same time right and uh and usually and, and but usually that is not the best for for you the customer and just because that's what they're willing to offer you doesn't mean that you're not entitled to more than that 
Mm-hmm. And so, for example, check if your credit cards offer trip delay protection. Some credit cards offer full refunds. Some credit cards Ooh. offer levels of insurance. Can Some you tell cards, me which those are? I know the Chess, excuse me, Chess. I know the Chase uh, Sapphire card does, okay. or the Chase Reserve, which I believe is higher than the Sapphire. Okay. The Chase card, the Chase Sapphire and Reserve card are known for being like sort of quote unquote luxury credit credit cards and great for okay. travel perks. So they're great. They have oh, a lot of great like um, restaurant, uh, airline booking, hotel okay. related points and perks that you can get. Also, that would be an interesting episode to cover. Yes. Different travel you, perks. We need to get someone in on that because even oh. That might be a good one to uh, recruit Don. He's very good with credit cards because... Um, That's true. I am very... I'm actually going to write a note to do that, but I'm very foolish with credit cards and sort of very mm. credit card dumb, and mm. I don't know a lot about credit cards. I'm going to write that down, but... Um, That's a good idea. Do well, you, Jared, I, ahead, I would please. like to talk of some other travel issues because we've really focused on delayed flights uh, and plane issues, which can be a, a big, big problem. But uh, I want to talk about just a few others quickly before we get in, into the song of the pod. So I think another one that can be a travel nightmare for a lot of people is if you are incorrectly billed for something. Say you get a rental car, you have insurance oh, for yeah. it, but then you're billed for damages. And I, really, my, my only resolution for a lot of these problems is kill them with kindness, but be friendly yet firm. And, and, you know, and, and I would also say I always keep a copy of like whatever I sign. So, you know, if I'm signing something for a rental car or, or you get the terms and conditions, keep that so you can also read through that. And if you have it on your computer as a PDF, uh, you can easily use the find key on, you know, either Adobe Reader or Preview or whatever you're using and search for keywords in order to find that very quickly. So you don't have to read through you know, 40 pages of terms and conditions. Um, But that's a really bad one. Um, Another one that I can't even imagine, I've been very fortunate in my travels that this hasn't happened to me personally, but denied medical claims by travel insurance. Um, To me, that would also be a huge headache to deal with. Um, I'm sure that also takes a long time to figure out um, how to resolve the situation. So just make sure you do your homework before you travel and you have good quality medical insurance. Medical insurance. I can tell you, Jared, one of the best travel insurances that I have been and I had when I was living in the Czech Republic, it's called Geo Blue. And that is kind of one of the top. And it's also fairly affordable. Uh, I think for me, when I was in the Czech Republic, I paid $120 a month for this travel insurance. Uh, and I was completely covered for doctor's visits, um, hospitals. Um, so it's it's so check out Geo Blue if you're looking for travel insurance, at least for me. Now, I was very lucky where I never really needed to use it, but um, it was there in case anything would have happened. Um, so that's another one. Another big one, too, that can be really frustrating as well is like, um, just being in loud situations. What I mean by this is you're on a plane or a train or your hotel room and the people next door to you are bumping oh, uglies yeah. until five in the morning and one of them is Have screaming like a banshee. That? Ugly um, bumping? Uh, no, but when I was in Chufu, for some reason, my hotel, it was my hotel room, like I was like on the corner 
of like two hallways, right? Now, I don't know why, but like there was, I don't know if it was like friends or family, but like a big group of Chinese people would chill like by my like hotel, like in the hallway, they would congregate in the hallway and like talk. And they talked until about mm-hmm. 1 a.m. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you. I just laid in bed and got angrier and angrier and more frustrated. Um, probably what I, sh- what I should have done is maybe just like just go out of the room and I could have maybe given them a death stare and that probably would have done the trick or just use my translation phone and be like, I need to get up early. Could you please be a bit mm-hmm. more quiet? Um, because I don't think that's rude to ask that. I don't know. Maybe no, in Chinese culture, not. maybe you don't do that. But um, my, I mean, yeah, go ahead. My family has a story that we still sort of make fun of my mom for this today. We were on an airplane one time, my, my family and uh, the the people, someone behind my mom on the plane was like kicking the seat essentially and just Ooh. rocking the seat. Okay. And it was just like, and the flight hadn't, we hadn't even, the flight wasn't even fully packed yet. So like we were still okay. sitting there and we're like, you know, the seat was just shaking and she like, you know, turned around and looked over the, um, looked over the seat at the person. Uh-huh. Like, you know, what is happening back there? Right. And like, it was a kid sitting there. And right. like the parent next to the kid was like, "Oh no, sorry, sorry." The um, the uh, the um, the uh, what do you call like the seat back? Tra- the tray table is not closing, uh-huh. and we're trying to close it before the tain- the plane takes off. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's and hilarious. Like the, like the parent was like, "No, no, please, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I know we're 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 right. moving your seat." And and now uh, for we me and my uh, my par- my sister and dad still bring that up to uh, oh, that's my great. For being a that's funny from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> But I guess that also, that's a good example, though, Jared, too, of sometimes you also need to, um, I think we can get irritated and automatically mm-hmm. think one thing and jump to a conclusion, but yeah. sometimes it can be different. So it's, that's why it's important. Like, it's good, though, your mom just looked at them and didn't, like, like say something, right? Because right. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been way worse. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, and I think have some... You ever, uh-huh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever used social media? I have your uh, now that's a huge sort of thing on on Twitter at least mm-hmm. is uh, celebrities calling out airlines like right. they're like uh, like there's there, there was a famous one um, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something like that maybe two years ago have you do you know the comedian Nicole Byer? I've heard the name before. She's a American comedian, but she was on a Delta airline. Maybe I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. that just in case how that sponsorship was about to come in. And um, <laughs> she found a um, a uh, piece of poop wrapped up in a uh, in a. Uh, I think I have heard this before. In a blanket, and she obviously <laughs> tweeted it, and uh, it obviously got a lot of retweets. <laughs> no, no kidding. No kidding! And, oh, that is um, hilarious. But 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 I mean that that's sort of a, a drastic one. And she tweeted, "Dear Delta, uh, the grossest thing happened on my flight. I opened my blanket and there was a literal piece of shit. How does this happen?" <laughs> and then she and then after that she uh, she tweeted like she replied to her own tweet saying, "I would have taken a better picture of the crusty shit, but it was crusty <laughs> shit, and I didn't care to get close to it again." <laughs> right. 
But um, I mean, that's a drastic, uh, a drastic example of something going terribly wrong. On a, on, and, but there are plenty of situations where you can just find people being like, "Hey, Delta, you lost my bag," or "Hey, United, you know, you're right. terrible, and oh, you're always sure. canceling." Or even like hotels or something like that stuff happening with hotels too. I never think to use my social media one because I'm not really a social media user outside of the untranslatable podcast social media. And I feel like it's not as effective for someone like me that doesn't have a a big following. But I don't think that's true. I think it's pretty useful for even people with without a big following. Because it's mostly, at least for the beginning stages of those things, a lot of that stuff can be solved through like computer programs responding to you. So it's not even really people for the most part. Um, unless, you know, it gets really elevated to the point of maybe finding poo in your blanket. Maybe then you'll talk to an actual person. Right. But in general, um, yeah, you're not really dealing with people anyway. Right. Very true. Very true. All right. I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. Oh, another one is uh, getting burned by a verbal promise when something Ooh. happens. Like, get it in writing, people. Get it in writing. If they yeah. tell you something, like, make sure you get it in writing. Because otherwise, that's not going to be good. And I hate to play the devil's advocate, but I don't even know if I can really fully blame some of these people. Because you get so many people complaining to you at a, about, with a, you know, if you're working at one of those desks, or you're a flight attendant mm-hmm. or something. Right. Complaining to you about a problem that's out of your control. And it's like, at this point, you know, you have so many people complaining to you on a daily basis about the same garbage that you have nothing to do with, where it's like, right. you just get to a point where it's like, I just want to placate this person and give and tell them something that'll get them off my back for long enough where it'll no longer be my problem by the time right. they realize that it hasn't been solved. Or in that time, it'll just solve itself. I feel like there's a right. lot of assumptions exactly. that can be made. And I would say in that instance, I would stay on the phone with them, stay on the line. Um, or if you're in person, I mean, just stand in line and wait until like have them either print it off or send that to you via email. And know that you can negotiate. Nothing. Right. There's, there's no like there, like all these things where they say, oh, there's a policy where we can do this or, or this is the rule for when this is happen happens. Mm-hmm. That's not really true. There's right. no there's no like govern like governing body that's like oh like like you're it's more flexible than one might think and this is something i could teach myself too just to be clear but that's something i i read often where it's like don't be afraid to negotiate because nothing is set in stone and you can get more than you think if you put if you're willing to put up enough stink oh absolutely absolutely well jared i have more of them but i think we should do a travel issues part two at some point and I let's think we move can on too. and talk we didn't about even get to the, the reddit stories we didn't we had our own stories we so did that's even better yeah, i think that's true so we'll do a travel issues part two we hope you've enjoyed this segment you but betcha. now it's time to listen to some tunes or talk about some tunes so what song did you pick for us today jared it's a good one this is a good one this song because i had to change it so many times um <laughs> i have to i have to like find where where i uh this song is by, um, uh, this song is, by, I'm sorry, the only reason I'm doing this is because I really did have to change the song three times on Chad. This song is by Oxmo Puccino and featuring Oreslan, who are two French hip-hop artists, and the song is called My Life. And mm-hmm. now I gave you this song, and I don't know if you saw the music video. Did you see the music video or did you like, find it on Spotify or something? The music video... The song is in French. These are two French artists. Um, they're both French. Um, Oxy, Oxmo Puccino was a former Song of the Pod 
artist yep. we've realized yep. um with the song le doigt de chante but this song my life is in french even though it's called my life and mm-hmm. um having seen the music video it is one of those songs where it's like i love the song and i know exactly what they're talking about where it's like essentially if you look at do you do you know what the song's about? By the way, it's a, a hip hop song for those no, you listening. No, no idea. I'm assuming they're just talking about their daily life, but I have no idea. So they live sort of. So they're in a uh, what looks seems to be a, tra- a trabant, a trabi as they call it, which okay. is a shitty sort of Soviet Union era uh, car. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yep. And um, they're in traffic. Actually, it might be a Lada, which is a shitty sort of Soviet Union car. And. Uh, <laughs> And um, they're in a lot of maybe, and they're in traffic, and the car breaks down or something like that. And uh, they're just like, I wish I could live my life the way I wanted to live it. And they essentially mm. are just rapping about all these terrible things happening to them with their life. But, you know, if they could live their life properly, you know, this is how it would be going. And um, these two rappers. I think are very good rappers. I mean, I clearly I love agree. Oxmo Puccino because I almost chose a same song twice and um, their vibes are so great and they fit the song so perfectly. And if you were to watch the music video, which will be on our YouTube song mm-hmm. of the, uh, the song of the pod playlist, even if you don't speak French, the song is in French. You'll know exactly what they're talking about. If you listen to them, oh, listen to their singing and watch the music video. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's a great song. I love the beat. They they yes. both both of them have like a really cool voice. Like Oxmo yeah, Puccino has kind of a low, deeper voice and yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's great stuff. Yeah, check it out My Life uh, by what Oxmo Puccino and who's who's featuring on it as well? Who's featured uh, on featuring it? Featuring Orla Sun, Orlson, Merci beaucoup. Dorian. All right. Um, well, now, Jared, Chinese it is time. Us, of course, I have a Chinese word of the pod for us. It is. Hold up. Let me let me double check the pinion. It By is, the way, this is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this is why we don't get overly uh, and excited about Wi-Fi. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> the, the, the word is um, <laughs> Wen T. Uh-huh. Wen T. And it means tea. problem. Ah, Okay problem mm-hmm. i have a spanish word of the pot of course and is esterante es no excuse esterante. me Est, estresante excuse me estresante is that like stranded estresante is not stranded what yo soy estre, uh, estresante i, uh, I um, no i don't think that's how that works stressed is it stressed yes it is stressful Oh, stress, stressful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jared, I do have some jokes for us today, finally. Been been lacking on the jokes because before I had Wi-Fi, my internet connection has been incredibly slow and it takes forever to load a page and sometimes it only half loads. So I have a couple travel jokes for you, Jared. But first, I'm going to start you off with a riddle, actually. Where can you find an ocean without water? Um, in in the eighty section of your FYE music store at the mall, Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen, <laughs> and a standing, not, not quite, Jared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is you find it on a map. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. On a map. <laughs> Jared, where do hamsters like to go on vacation? Uh, where's that? Hamsterdam. Ooh. Where do cows like to go on vacation, Jared? Not to the movies. To New York. Moo York. <laughs> 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 that sounds like a like a sequel to some terrible like Doctor Doolittle movie, right? Doctor Doolittle right. too. Back to New York. Oh, that that would be funny. <laughs> uh, that's great. What happens when you wear a watch on a plane, Jared? Mm, what's that? Time flies. I wish I would have taken a second to realize what that joke was going to be before I uh, graced that with a rim shot. um (laughs) thank you chad you need need to have like a you need to have like a uh wow wow a a drop yeah yeah exactly exactly i'll just do that drop at one point (laughs) um well while jared's doing that it's time for a quick question i have a quick question yes okay sorry i had to write that down but i do have a quick question is it, it do i have to just give up on wechat is that what is that what's happening here no so way I asked my, for me. I asked my students, and the, and they tried it, and they said you need to just register with a new phone number. <sighs> so. I don't want to loop someone else into this. <laughs> I mean, look, all you do is you all you do is you borrow your girlfriend's phone for ten minutes, right. you make a WeChat, then all you have to do is then you will when you when you have your account set up, you'll you'll click Change settings. The- Change the mm-hmm. mobile number. It'll send it to your phone, and then it should work. Yeah. I think I can make the QR code thing work. If I think it has to be like a lot. Like, I think the QR code expires after a amount of time. So Probably. I think if you're in this situation, if I could, mm-hmm. like, pull up a fresh QR code and, as like, you text me, hey, send me the QR code now, and I'll have my student do it right now, then I think it might work. Try, try We can try it. Um, so maybe next time you're in a situation where you could have a student do it, text me and I'll pull up my WeChat and, and pull up the, and, and, and then we could do it in real time. I mean, I'll be, okay. Well, I'll be going to class in a few hours, but you'll be asleep. Um, that's the tricky thing with China is the 12 hour time right. difference. Yeah, exactly. You're e- you either have to be around a student early before you're in class or right. at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> right. Which doesn't happen. So, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll figure it out later. Anyway. Also, sorry. also you could ask your coworker who has WeChat. I mean, yeah, I, but at I think this point, the problem is I think you have to have like, there are multiple criteria that, that you have to meet. And I think you have right. to have WeChat pay. You have to have it. You have, I know she's had it maybe for the, a long enough time. But she, right. I think there are other criteria that she hasn't met. Like she can't have WeChat yeah. pay because, uh, and she's also out of the office for the next three weeks, so it's not really okay. Like, All right, well, we'll, so. <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure it out one way or another. Moral of the story Bad is, people, if you sign up for WeChat, <laughs> sign up for it all at once. Yeah, Don't commit. Half sign up and wait. Yeah, <laughs> go all in. Um, anyways, time oh to recap gosh. today's episode and give a quote of the pod. And I think the key with all of these travel issues is that you just need to. Keep a level head, stay calm, and like we've said, and I'll say it again, friendly but firm, and I think that's really the best way to solve your travel issues. And also do your homework. Do your homework beforehand as well. That's incredibly important. Know your flight rights. I still don't know them, so I feel like a hypocrite telling you this, but I'm going to need to learn those. 
And also too, just make sure uh, that you keep in mind that a lot of times when there are issues and you're discussing things with a customer service representative, a lot of times it's more of a negotiation than just a policy. I think if you're polite and if you explain the situation, uh, they might be willing to give you some more perks and some more help. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Jared, sadly, it is time for uh, today's episode so to sad. come to an end. I always love doing these episodes with you. It's always so much fun. I do we hope too. you've. I hope you, we hope you have enjoyed this and had some fun as well. If you have any interesting travel issues and stories, please let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail We would love to hear them. We can read them at the top of the show for our next episode. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what your issues were and how you dealt with them. You uh, might be a very helpful and eye-opening experience for other listeners out there. So we would really appreciate it. Uh, if you've tweeted at uh, Delta Airlines or others um, and you're a Twitter user, you can check us out on Twitter at Untranslatable1, the number one. If you want to hear our awesome song of the pod today, My Life, check out uh, our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. And check out the video, and I'm sure you'll be able to re- relate to it and enjoy it. So Just we to be really clear, appreciate. By the way, yeah, I've been on a retweeting frenzy on uh, on our untranslatable one uh, podcast uh, Twitter. Check it out. Um, you can find things about, like, for example, the 15 bizarre fast food pizzas from around the world. That's something I want to talk to you about. Maybe we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, Next episode. I've got some weird ones in China. I can tell you about. That's for sure. These are a lot of them are in Asian countries, um, right? Not all China, obviously. How people, different ways people say like "buddy" or "dude" or "bro" around the United States and in oh, different regions where they say one. that. I want to talk about um, that for sure. Or China sneakerheads chase six thousand six hundred percent returns flipping Air Jordans. Or there's a new KFC treat, the boba tea tart, brown sugar. Uh, oh, that treat. sounds good. Okay. Uh, so these are some examples of fun things that have been happening on the Untranslatable One Twitter. It's active. Come check it out. That's right. That's right. So we thank you all so much for your support here at the Untranslatable Podcast. Yeah. Please let us know, though. Give us some five-star reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. Feedback is always appreciated. If there's any topics or untranslatables you'd like us to discuss please let us know and we are happy to do so. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, de cuyame, muchas gracias, and shisha.